Welcome to the Ali USA podcast, episode number 129. Here on a Thursday evening at 6.14 p.m. on March 17th, 2022. Happy St. Patrick's Day, I guess. Uh, get too drunk and... Shit out green in front of your step-parents and get a divorce. I don't know what to fucking say. I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day anymore. Um, For a while, I was doing comedy gigs on St. Patrick's Day. Not this year. Nope. I've decided to stay home and record a solo cast for all 11 of you. I love me some me. So, yeah. I'm back. It feels like it's been like a month since I recorded a solo podcast, even though it's only been two weeks. I hope you enjoyed the almighty Jago last week. Um, so back to business, I guess, with the solo deal. Uh, it's the first day of March Madness Basketball, my favorite sporting event of the year. We'll get into that in a little bit when I go through the normal format and hit the sports section. So I guess we'll kick this off with talking about my stupid fucking neighbors. Um... Lunacy continues as they yell and scream. Even just like 10 minutes before starting this, I heard one of them going, Fuck off! I ain't in a good fucking mood! Um, Well, no shit! Breaking news, water is wet. When the fuck are you in a good mood? Why would you just even mention that? It just goes without saying you're always in a fucking nasty mood. I don't even know what most of these people look like. I can just hear them all the time, slamming doors, yelling at each other. I don't even know what to fucking say. I've had two people knock on my door over the last several days, too. One of them is that annoying dude I told you about at the mailboxes who always asks me for shit. Got any weed? Got a spark plug? Got a dollar? Like, just constantly asking me for shit. He was knocking on my door. I didn't fucking answer. I was watching Arizona play, I believe it was Stanford. No, it was Colorado. And he was knocking on my fucking door. And then yesterday, this Latina chica with pink hair and piercings comes knocking on my door like, Have you seen my dog? And I was like, what? No. Can I get the footage from your camera? Because there's a camera up. And I'm like, oh, that's the complexes. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't be telling you that if that wasn't the case like i'm just hiding the footage what am i the pentagon what the fuck are you talking about if i'm telling you it's the complex's surveillance camera it's theirs not mine bye bitch slammed the door on her sweet tooth ass looking face and went on with my day (laughs) kidding i didn't slam the door on her but i guess her dog got loose wow who would have thought these people aren't good pet owners dogs barking and running in the fucking streets waking me up in the morning This whole place needs to be condemned. I can't wait till I fucking move out of here. I'm mostly okay because I keep to myself, but just the arguing, the lunatics. I got eight months left on this lease. If the world doesn't fucking collapse, I'll be moving somewhere else. I'll figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and not to get into, like, the uh, controversial topics right here at the beginning. And this is not really controversial. This is just reality and my opinion on things. Why is it always that the worst drivers I ever come across are almost exclusively drivers in masks? Uh. 
all the fucking time, an asshole driving too slow, not using their turning signal, cutting me off, sitting there not fucking paying attention without fail 10 times out of 10 times, or we'll say 9 times out of 10 times. And yes, I come across idiot drivers that much here in Austin, Texas. It's just a part of the fucking culture here to drive like a fucking piece of shit. They're always masked. I don't know if they just can't breathe or they can't see or what the fuck is going on, but I'm sick and tired of it. There was some dumb bitch just sitting in the parking lot, starts to accelerate, stops, goes, stops for no fucking reason. You idiot. I just had to get that off my chest. It's actually here in the notes. I shouldn't be using the notes this early, but yeah. Without fail, the worst drivers on the planet are all still wearing face masks, which it's over anyway. Their commitment to this bullshit is almost impressive. Even the most blue states and the leftist leaning of leftists are mostly done with this shit. I thought, at least. I don't know what to fucking say. That was in the notes. Um, yeah, let's just get into the normal fucking format. I can wrap this up in 52 minutes and watch more basketball. Speaking of basketball, let's talk about a little bit of sports action. I guess let's kick it off with the marquee subject in sports, and that is March Madness College Basketball. Arizona, who I talk about, you know, almost exclusively when it comes to college basketball, is a one seed. They should have been the number one overall seed. I don't give a fuck. It doesn't matter at this point. Win your games, win a championship. That's all that matters. But 31-3, and no other team even had 30 wins. And they blasted UCLA to take home the Pac-12 tournament championship. Uh, I think that they should have been seeded higher than Gonzaga, who was 26-3. and who was having issues playing Walgreens right now. Uh, they were up by two points at halftime after trailing in the first half, and then they ended up beating the shit out of them and winning by, like, 21. Um, by Walgreens, I mean Georgia State. But, yeah, my bracket already looks like trash. But, yeah, Arizona is going to play, what? what is it, Wright State tomorrow? Hopefully they win by 42. Just really just destroy them. And that's about it, you know. It's Final Four or bust for me. And once and if they do eventually get to the Final Four, it'll be title or bust, and I'll, I'll never be satisfied. But if we lose in the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16 or, God forbid, earlier than that, I'm going to blow my fucking head off. I can't take it. Obviously, I'm just going to be depressed for like two days, and that'll be that and I'll move on with my life as the world continues to implode but the little happiness left to possibly gain is Arizona going far if not winning the whole damn thing and they need to do it like I said best record in the country Tommy Lloyd just won coach of the year national coach of the year you know rightfully so and yeah I'll keep you guys posted in the coming weeks if they actually do it or not I'm sure you're all aware of what's going on Thank you for those who signed up in the uh, tournament challenge. I was able to get 28 of you, so 29 including me. Remember I said 20 or 25? 25 ended up being the goal. Um, three people didn't fill out their brackets, or they said they did, but they didn't click submit or it didn't register. So Aaron, Nazim, and Sam, who's been on this podcast, all have goose eggs, zero. You lose. You don't get the prize I think the prize is going to be stickers and movie requests, multiple requests. That's the best I could fucking do. 
Um, I'm currently in 17th place. Uh, there's a bunch of us tied for 17th. Like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of us. Who's in the lead? Dirt Hippie, a.k.a. Grant, has a perfect bracket so far. With Iowa losing, that's pretty impressive. Iowa was a five seed that a lot of people had going far, and they lost to Richmond. Um, yeah, I could talk brackets all fucking day. I'm five and three. The three losses that I have are are all losing in the next round anyway, so no bracket busters so far. I filled out like 25 fucking brackets because ESPN lets you go loco with it. So I laid in bed at night after streaming at like 2 in the morning and just filled out a fuck ton. I had Arizona winning like 14 of the 25 brackets I did. It almost hurts my soul to pick anyone else to win it because I'm just like, that's just going to ruin my life. If Gonzaga or if Kentucky or Baylor or any of these other fucking teams win it. It just really, with cringing and barely being able to actually press submit, I did mix it up because it would be silly just to have 25 brackets of Arizona winning it. You know, you got to... Do what you got to do when making predictions. And now I'm just looking at the brackets that I've done the best in so far. And those are the ones I root for at this point. Because I'm just like, oh, that one I have four losses. That one I have three. This one I only have one. You know, and that's the one that I hope going forward. Unless it's one that Arizona didn't win in. Anyway, I'm talking too much. Shut up! Yeah, so the tournament is exciting. I'm going to be watching some games after this. Oh, yeah. Another thing about Nazim, even though he did fail to register his bracket, probably not his fault because during my whole marathon of filling out 25 of these fucking things, a few times I went back and it said, your bracket is empty. And I was like, I know for a fucking fact it wasn't, so I guess that happened to them. Nazim couldn't even use his real name because his name is spelled N-A-Z-I-M. So it was accusing him of trying to call himself Nazi. So he had to change it to like the city he lived in or whatever and made just a different name. I'm like, they really think he's a fucking Nazi? Or is trying to say that he is? That's silly. The M should negate that. And then when I tried... Jesus Christ, my cats are hissing at each other. And then they make you like put a tagline for the group. Like, what's the group's motto? And I said, make your picks or Nuna will make you eat her shit. And I couldn't put shit. So I had to put like a little star, S-H star T. That's a dumb thing to say, but what do you want from me? Uh. Life isn't that serious. All right, I'm probably going to regret doing this. It's way later in the day. In fact, it's deep into the night. A lot of crazy basketball went on. And I figured it's going to be another full week before I record one of these. So I'll just give a quick, super quick recap of the tournament challenge I'm currently tied for 13th place out of the 29 entries in the OK Live crew. My Sweet 16 is still somehow intact. They said on ESPN, out of 17.5 million brackets, only like 179 are perfect. What? Because Kentucky lost. Iowa lost. So that's a two seed and a five seed. Kentucky lost to St. Peter's, which sounds like a fucking Catholic middle school. In fucking northern New York or some shit. Uh, But my Sweet 16 is intact. And I get to watch Arizona play tomorrow and win by 1,000. So I don't even know I'm recording this. I should be asleep right now. Nuna's staring at me like, what the fuck are you doing? It's 1 o'clock in the morning. 
but yeah, I'll just give the quick rankings. Penguin is number one. Uh, well, there's a f- three-way tie for first place. Penguin, Grant, Sox, and then Carrie's in fourth. Lion Crowns, a.k.a. Jason, also in fourth. And then there's a giant sixth-place tie. There's like seven people in sixth place. Beer, Girl Rush, George, Denise, Gary, Beer. I already said Beer. Jay. And then I'm in... I'm at the top of the heap in 13th place, even though there's a bunch of us with 100 points. And yeah, the madness is real. UCLA almost lost. Murray State won to keep my Sweet 16 intact. And there you fucking have it. I thought I had more to say. I was like, I need to do this riveting recap of the crazy day in college basketball. And that's all I had to say. Two minutes of nothing. I'm going to bed. Back to the podcast. All right. So I could do an entire podcast on sports considering the list I have here. Uh, Tom Brady is back. No way. Didn't I kind of call that like several episodes back? What, did he only retire like fucking a month ago? I think they said 40 days in its entirety, and now he's back. You know, he did the Brett Favre. He won up to Brett Favre because that's what I mentioned, how at least two or maybe three times Brett Favre did that shit where he retired but then never missed a game. They're like, he's making a comeback, yet he missed zero snaps. Uh... So I kind of had a feeling that he might come back. And he's coming back. Whatever. Whatever. Um, Phoenix Suns are doing well. I don't really want to talk about them. This list is too long. They're 56 and 14. Go Suns. The Lakers are a fucking dumpster fire. They're now 29 and 40. <laughs> Russell Westbrick. It was funny. He airballed a shot yesterday in a blowout loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Carl Anthony Towns clowned him so hard. He looked around all confused and put, like, his hand over, like, his over his forehead, like, and squinting like he was looking, like, out, off into the distance. Like, what the hell was he shooting at? Wide open three just airballed it. And then someone called him Russell West Wind. It's like, you're missing shots so badly, you're not even West Brick anymore. It's just air. So that was funny. LeBron had a meltdown, slamming the ball, cussing out his teammates. NBA players are so soft mentally when it comes to just interactions with fans and just the level of importance they think that they have in this world, where if one fan heckles them or yells out, they lose their fucking mind, they go cry about it on social media. Uh, I guess Kevin Durant cussed out a dude who all he said was, you got to take over the game, and he flipped out on him. It's so fucking lame. Uh, Speaking of lame... The Brooklyn Nets, I almost said the New Jersey Nets. These fucking retards. Yeah, I said retards. I don't give a fuck. They find the Nets because Kyrie Irving was in their locker room. You know, their teammate, who is still not allowed to play home games because he's not vaccinated. They're still harping on that shit. You idiots! And then he scored 60 points the next game. I think. I know he did score 60, but I think it was like the game after they find him for being in a locker room with his fucking teammates who he practices with anyway. None of it makes sense. Make it make sense. All right. What else? Um. Oh, Scott Hall died. I guess that's sports, you know, sports entertainment. It's all under the same umbrella, I guess. They put their bodies on the line. Yeah, it's predetermined. It's not real fighting, but it's real athleticism. And it's sports entertainment. So rest in peace to Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, 
He's dead. I'm shocked he lasted this long because I remember in like 2011, I watched some documentary on him and he was wheelchair bound, having alcohol withdrawals, fucking seizures from being on too many fucking pills. X-Pac was like, I'm going to get a phone call any day now that he's dead. And that was 11 years ago. What? I guess he's been mostly sober, if not entirely sober. And had hip surgery and had three heart attacks during hip surgery, was put on life support, taken off life support, and then died like two days ago. We watched another documentary. What was it called? Life on a Razor's Edge, the Scott Hall story. And pretty sad life. I mean, he shot and killed a guy in an altercation at a bar where he was a bouncer when he was 24 years old. And I guess that really fucked him up PTSD-wise. That's why he became a super alcoholic and pill abuser. And probably mostly a nasty dude, you know. He entertained me as a dumb kid enjoying big, tough wrestlers. But he got fired from the WWE for, like, sexually assaulting a stewardess on a plane. And I'm not here to bash the guy after he's down. We all have issues and have done some regrettable things. I shouldn't even be talking about that, but it sucks he's dead. We're all going to die. What do you want me to say about it? He lived to 63. That's actually long in the tooth for wrestlers. All wrestlers seem to die at like 42. So he made it 20 years longer than a lot have. So rest in peace, Scott Hall. Hey, yo. Oh, God. Do I even need to go there to get me pissed off? Colin Kaepernick is trying to make a fucking comeback into the NFL, which he deemed a... Slave Plantation, several times, had a whole Netflix show based around that, and now he wants back. So he's dying to become a slave? Uh? Get over it. No one's going to let you back in the fucking league. Go start another movement no one gives a fuck about and just, you know, fade away into obscurity. No one gives a shit anymore. This shit's been going on three years at least too long. No one's going to sign you. Especially after all the shit you've talked. Why the hell would you want to be in the league anyway? You fat, bloated idiot! That's all I have to fucking say. A bunch of giant sports contract signings. I don't even care. In baseball and in football, Von Miller got a six-year, what, $150 million deal. And he's like 33 years old. Everyone's just like, he's so old. Who cares? They all make too much money anyway. If you're going to draw the line with this new contract, then... You shouldn't be watching it or supporting it anyway if it means that much to you. I've learned just to fucking tunnel vision it, and even though it's absurd, just watch it anyway. It's fun. What am I going to do about it? I'm worth $12. They're worth $120 million. That's life. Yep. And that's it for sports. We're making good time here. So with that said, let's talk a little stand-up comedy. Not funny. This uh. is comedy night, and you are not funny. You're right. I'm telling you, you are not not a lot to really talk about in stand-up comedy. Once again, have not been getting on stage that much. But the only set that I did since the last podcast that even matters was my set in Temple, Texas at Corky's Wine Bar. It was pretty damn amazing. I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of fun. I have it filmed too. But my fucking phone is being annoying in the sense that it's a like 48-minute video and I can't just plug it into my laptop and extract the video. They make it super difficult. I've even watched YouTube videos. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not just an idiot. Maybe I'm an idiot, but this is actually kind of difficult. Or there wouldn't be a thousand videos dedicated to how to extract long videos on an iPhone. And so far, 
I haven't been able to pull it off. There's a ton of reels, possibilities on there, and clips, and chunks, you know, just to post on, I, I would say TikTok, but I've given up on TikTok because they hate me and shadow ban me and outright pull my videos all the fucking time. But yeah, Instagram reels or videos for bookers, all of that. So once I get that off, I'll talk about it on here and you guys can watch it if you fucking feel like it. But I had a great time. I was not expecting it to go that well. There's maybe like, I would say there's like 50 people in the crowd. But it's a small room and it's kind of intimate. So it was pretty fun. I give myself like a B plus on the set. They loved like 80% of what I said. Nothing really bombed. I did like slow down and there was a couple of jokes that didn't have the whole room going crazy. But my interaction with this drunk couple in the front was the highlight. Like, because they weren't so disruptive that it was annoying. Like, the dude would, like, raise his hand and talk back and forth. And I was just saying shit that had the whole room exploding. So, it, it felt good. It's the best I felt on stage since I moved to Texas. It has surpassed when I first moved here in November. And I did those Jonathan Gregory runs at those breweries. This was the best I ever felt. I think I did 47 minutes. Most of it did great. And I, you know, didn't blank out or forget anything. I still had leftover jokes. I was like, I could have, I could have killed this room for an hour. You know, maybe I'm feeling myself a little bit and talking it up too much, but I'm honest. When I bomb, I fucking tell you about it. When I suck, I tell you about it. When I do great, I tell you about it. So deal with it or don't. I felt great. Um, upcoming shows this Saturday, I'm going to be at, what is it? Texas Gunworks. Um, just two days from now at a gun store. Like I've said before, I hope they pay me in ammunition. That'll be brilliant. And then I'm doing the movie show next week. I still need to get more details on that where I still need to find a clip to talk shit over and then do mystery science theater commentary with other comedians. Here's the thing, though. That's on a Saturday. If Arizona, because that's like Final Four weekend, If if Arizona gets that far, outside of like, Joe Rogan calling me up personally and saying he's going to pay me $5,000 to open for him. Nothing is going to get in the way of me watching, in its entirety, Arizona in the Final Four. Nope. That is just something that I cannot miss. It's too fucking important. So, yeah. Actually, that's not Final Four weekend. I think that's Sweet 16 Elite Eight. Either way, I can't fucking miss it. Like, I don't know what it would take for me not to miss it, but I have a feeling Arizona is going to be there. And I have to fucking experience it. Mm-hmm. Also on a show April 29th, some festival in Temple. I guess they liked my work on Saturday at Corky's. And they contacted me if I want to do this festival thing April 29th. I'll have more details on that. And also on a show this Tuesday, March 22nd at Baker Street. Shout out to Ian John. He booked me on that. He was the host of the show at Corky's in Temple and it hit me up with that opportunity. But yeah, other than that, you know, not getting on stage enough. But when you can knock out a 47, 48 minute set and it goes great, you know, to me, that's for where I'm at and what I'm looking to become. That's more important than I could do five, four minute sets or seven, five minute sets in a week. And that's not as important as doing, you know, 45 plus in front of a real crowd 
you know, so I'm still going to hit open mics. I've just been trying to make money, stay above fucking water and figure things out. Mm, yep. Shout out to David Eubanks. He went up and had a killer guest spot. I think he only did like 10 minutes, but he wasn't on like the main lineup. They threw him 10 minutes and he's a photographer and got some good photos of the comedians. And he sent me a few and I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm ugly. You're ugly? So I, out of the photos he sent me, three of them were passable. I was like, all right, one of these I look kind of good in. The other two I still don't look great, but it's better than one where I look like the Grinch who stole Christmas. So I was like, good Lord, I'll post these three and deal with it, I guess. So yeah, that's stand-up comedy. What else am I going to say? You know, I gave you the lowdown on everything that's been going on. That's it. Oh, yeah, before I forget, voice work update. I took a voiceover class on Zoom, or it was like a seminar. I don't know what you call it, but it was just a layout and instruction-based how to get started, what to do. These are the websites. This is my experience. Shout out to Maggie Mayfield. I learned a lot over the hour course. And then she offered for a pretty decent price. Like I said, I'm a broke idiot, so anything is a lot for me. But it seems worth it. I think I'm going to move forward with paying her to get me from the ground up started, meaning she's going to produce a demo reel, show me how to submit it to all the important websites, go over how exactly I should record my demo and get it out there. And I already paid a lot for this setup. I'm on the new setup again right now, by the way. So I'm taking this serious. So whatever it costs, I'm going to end up making back. I'm determined. I know I'm talented voice-wise. I know I can do it. So that's all I had to say, that I'm really going to try with the voiceover stuff. I need the money. I am very interested in it. It's something that I think would be fun and exciting, and it's going to happen. So there you go. How about that? So now, before we move forward to the OK Live section, you know it and I know it, that my throat is drier than your sister's farts. So I've reached for a bubbly, sparkling water. Passion fruit bubbly, passion fruit flavor with other natural flavors. No calories, no sweeteners. All smiles. (sighs) (sighs) Almost didn't hit that knob. I know it's not as echoey or as impactful as when I... Do it manually, but anything to save me time on the fucking post-production of this, you know, I'm all for. But as far as this passion fruit goes, it's just okay. It might be the least favorite of anything that I've drank on here, besides like that coconut pineapple one that tastes like suntan lotion. Yeah, this is a straight six and a half. This is like, whoa, I still have the fucking echo on. All right, there we go. Yeah, this is like a six and a half. A C, maybe? I don't know. This is like 12 points off the bench. Sure, it's going to score. It doesn't suck, but it's not good. 
Let's give it another go. Maybe I'll adjust the score. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. 6.6 out of 10. Final score. It's I. Alright, now it's time for the OK Live streaming portion. Where to start? Let's talk a little Ozark. I don't know about this show. It's good enough, I guess. The reputation it holds makes no sense to me, though. Like I said, it doesn't hold a fucking candle to The Sopranos or Breaking Bad that it's constantly compared to. You can tell they were influenced by it. It's it's missing something. It's not that believable. Marty Bird, a.k.a. Jason Bateman, is just... Uh, he's a good actor, but, I mean... He's yet to lose his shit. He sort of did, kind of, since the last podcast. We're into season three now. But it's missing something. There's no one to like. Even in Breaking Bad, when Walter White was the biggest piece of shit, evil monster, you still kind of rooted for him, you know? Or even if you rooted against him, it, you were rooting for something. And this, I, had, I don't give a fuck about anyone. Nope. I mean, Marty Bird is just boring to me. I've jokingly been calling him Farty Turd. There's just nothing likable about him. He puts me to fucking sleep. Boring. I mean, I kind of like Ruth. I'm not going to do any spoilers. Uh, I like Buddy, the old man. But there's no one that I fucking love. And here's something that dawned on me a few nights ago while we watched a couple episodes. I was like, there's nothing funny about this show. And I know it's not a comedy, but my favorite shows always had some form of comedy relief or just clever writing. Breaking Bad was fucking hilarious at points. Sopranos made me cry laughing. They're all serious dramas, but they still had an element of funny. And Ozark lacks that in a huge way. I'm never laughing, I'm never giggling, or that was clever, there's nothing funny about it, and I think that's a big knock on it, if you ask me. You are not funny! Um, it's good enough to keep watching, but like I said, there's something just does not that's not believable about it, there's no one to root for, and there's no sense of humor, nothing, like Breaking Bad, we have Saul... Even just fucking Jesse and Walter arguing, Skinny Pete and Badger, The Sopranos, like I said. There's a scene in The Sopranos where Tony is listening to a song. I forget the song. And his CD starts to skip as he's driving down the road. And he gets fucking livid and starts pounding on his dash like, motherfucker, and ends up passing out and driving off the road. I nearly blacked out. I laughed so hard. Like, every few months, I pull it up on YouTube and watch it and laugh like a maniac. It's the funniest shit I've ever fucking seen. Like I said, I'm going on too long about this, but Ozark needs a little more fucking humor in it, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And we've been watching this two-sentence horror story on Netflix. And it was kind of okay for a few episodes, and then it's just hit the fucking wall and hit the fucking floor. And the last episode we watched was this woke bullshit of this... 
man and his daughter moving into a house and he's talking to like the realtor and the woman that's helping him buy the house and he's just talking about how society is holding, you know, black people down. Yada yada. That's fine if he feels that way, but the way the story went is the house was haunted all by black people and his him and his daughter are seeing ghosts everywhere and eventually he finds out that the tree is haunted outside and it just is being riddled with the souls of dead black people that have all lived in that house over the years. And then the white realtor is like the evil white vampire bitch who reveals to him that there's something about the black blood and the blood of your people that keep the tree going and powered. And then he kills her or this Morgan Freeman looking homeless lady or some shit kills the bitch and it was like killing the head vampire and all of the ghosts could move on to the afterlife and not be stuck in limbo like they killed like bram stroker's head vampire the white evil white devil bitch was killed and everyone lived happily ever after and moved on it was the dumbest shit ever i'm done with the fucking show now Mm, yep. All right. Now I'm just going to do a quick review or two, Max, and get the hell out of Dodge because I realize I don't have a good enough memory or enough care in the fucking world to talk about a lot of the movies I've watched recently. Let's start with one we did last night. I'll try to remember it as well as I can. I go through these, you know, long stretches of not paying attention at all and not knowing any of the characters' names, but this one I kind of remember pretty well. And it's called Antlers from 2021. Um, It's starring, what's his name? Todd from Breaking Bad, Jesse Plemons, uh, Carrie Russell. Yeah, look her up if you give a fuck. She's not that important. Show is weird, though. A show. Movie is weird. It starts off with... This meth head dad who looks like Udi. You know the kid you know character I would do all the time, like, hey man, can I get a dollar? Oh, come on, man, fuck you. Come on, the brother's trying to eat out here, man. Why are you gonna be so selfish, man? Come on. That's bullshit, man. All everything I've done for you. Well, I know I just met you, but everything I would do for you if I did know you, man. Now, come on now, don't be a bitch. He looks like Udi to me. He's literally cooking meth in like a cave. And he has his son waiting for him in a pickup truck outside. And hands him a bag of meth and says, wait for me, I'll be right back. Yada yada. Now he's down in, uh, like, the cave that they're cooking meth in or digging for shit. I don't know. It looks like they're in, like, a coal mine or some shit. And they hear growling and noise and they get murdered by an animal. And then the movie really starts. And then this kid is in elementary school now and he's drawing demented pictures like people being destroyed and murdered by animals, dark figures and shadows. And then he's collecting like roadkill and killing animals. It shows him, doesn't show him, but you see a skunk and he picks up a rock. And then the next scene, he's walking around with a skunk carcass. And then eventually he's up in his attic at home. And his meth head father that we thought was murdered by a monster in the cave is living up there with his younger brother, or I think that the younger brother might have been the brother that was in the pickup truck waiting for the meth head 
Udi father to come back out. And they're both infected with something. They both have like veiny ass eyes. They crawl around like monsters. He's feeding them like slop. And then he gives his brother like Panda Express or some shit. It's in like a takeout box. And they're like weird, deformed ass monster looking like a Resident Evil zombie type situation. And then he's back in school. And then eventually the teacher, the one from Felicity, starts to like really talk to this kid. Like, what the fuck's going on? Where's your family? Yada, yada. And then the principal, who looks like an old rocker from the 1970s, looking like, you know, the Rolling Stones lead singer back on tour again, shows up to the house because the teacher said she was concerned with the drawings and the weird behavior. I think the kid's name is Lucas, by the way. And the principal goes to the house like, what's going on with this kid? She gets murdered and eaten by Udi. And this causes him to transform and get larger until eventually he's like a full-blown ass God of War looking enemy in a video game monster. Um, Starts killing police officers, killing people. Eventually he's in a showdown with the teacher from Felicity, Carrie Russell, whatever the fuck her name is, and she stabs him a few times to the pole, pulls his fucking heart out. The end. And then we find out that Jesse Plemons, Todd from Breaking Bad, is infected at the end. He starts glowing and looking like the monsters from earlier. That's it. Worst review of the year. I don't give a fuck. I need to start changing up the format on this because I don't care to do these reviews like I used to. Nope. Um, what else did we watch? We watched a movie called Howl from 2015 yeah they really thought deep for that name let's make a werewolf movie what do we call it it's like let's make a movie about war and call it gun you know it's just like i don't know not a lot of fucking creativity it's a basic ass movie where these people are on like a train and werewolves take over and kill everybody the end (laughs) thought i couldn't do a worse review well i raise you that I'm not in review mode anymore. I'm just going to like list off some shit that we saw. We also watched a movie called The Adam Project with Ryan Reynolds from 2022. Actually, the day it came out, a Netflix exclusive kind of bored me, to be honest. It was way too emotional and way too sappy about time travel. Ryan Reynolds goes back in time to save his dad who died when he was a kid. And then he ends up getting in a relationship with his younger self. Like, he's 40, and he's talking to his, like, 13-year-old self, or whatever the fuck age the kid was. They end up saving the world. The end. What? What else did we watch? That's pretty much it. We watched a movie called The Rage, which I don't even remember the fucking year it was. I think it was 2007. A couple weeks ago. I should have reviewed it. It was out of control. The reason I even... Watch this because I follow this Instagram that just is exclusively gory, horrific scenes from mostly B-list horror films. And I saw this crazy scene where this guy is just like ripping this bitch's head off and just tearing her body in half. I'm like, what the fuck is that? About two hours later, I was watching the movie on stream. It's called The Rage. Go look it up. It's about a virus and a mad scientist Eventually, birds and vultures get infected and wreak havoc all over the cast. It's a wild mess. 
that's it for the movie section. I don't know what else to do. I want to go watch college basketball, to be honest. So I'm going to do a quick segment here at the end that has lost me at least 17 listeners and three friends. But I don't give a shit. That's why it's time to turn it off now. Please stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Where to even begin? World War, food shortages supposedly coming, climate disasters, kids being taught that it's good to have sex with grown men. It's all happening. What? I might have made up that last part, but that's kind of in the realm of what the fuck is going on. Let's start off with Dr. Fuckface, I guess. There's no way I'm going to get to even a portion of this list. I've just been machine gunning topics and words and news articles in my fucking phone, and I don't even know where to begin. That's why Fuckface Fauci, Dr. Fraudshi, sounds like a good idea. Because you know that uh, it's never over. It's not over till I say it's over. In fact, now I recommend that women start masking their babies. At the point of conception, go inside the woman's uterus up into her womb and mask the egg. It's the only way to be sure. (gasps) All right. Fauci says more vaccines will be needed. We're not done with this. Uh. In an interview with CNBC, Fauci was asked how many more shots will be needed and responded, The answer is we don't know. I mean, that's it. It's likely that we're not done with this when it comes to vaccines. The comment dovetail with those of Albert Borla, who said Sunday, it is necessary a fourth boost right now. When asked about vaccines. All right, I'm losing my ability to fucking read right now. Continuing. The Pfizer head said that the protection that you are getting from the third vaccine is not that good against infections, but doesn't last very long, but we are just submitting those data to the FDA, and then we will see what the experts also will say outside Pfizer. Borla also said CNBC told CNBC last week that Pfizer has officially notified the FDA of an upcoming application for a fourth vaccine. While admitting there is very little information to go on, Borla has previously stated that a fourth vaccine is needed with eventual annual boosters being the most likely scenario. The CEO of Moderna, Stephanie Bansell, also suggested last month that a fourth vaccine is coming. The calls for more vaccines also come as China has instituted instituted a massive lockdown of 51 million people covering the entire northeastern province of Jilin, where 24 million people live, as well as the southern cities of Shenzhen and Dongguan, with 17.5 million and 10 million, respectively. China reported 1,437 cases of COVID across dozens of cities on Monday, equating to a fourfold increase with a span of one week. What do you even say to all that nonsense? We all know it's fucking bullshit at this point. I have nothing riveting or smart or you know, amazing to say about it. Nope. It is what it is at this point. It is what it is. Um, yeah, they're locking down cities in China now. I saw them talking about a new variant. I saw that Sanjay Gupta idiot on CNN on one of the TVs at the gym, and he was talking about masking up in vaccines. 
So yeah, there's not really much more to say about COVID. It's fucking over with. Just get over it. Hype up and push the fucking World War Three hysteria and the uh, supposed food crash and supply chain breakdown and all of that. But we're done with COVID. We've moved the fucking page. Lie to us about something else. All right, here we go. Anti-radiation pills and survival food selling out in the U.S. amid panic buying. Manufacturers in the U.S. are reporting depleted inventories of potassium iodide tablets with Iosat having sold out of its 14-pack boxes, which ordinarily sells for $13.99 on their website. Demand is so intense that the same box of pills is now selling for around $149 on eBay. Four boxes of Thyrosafe potassium iodide tablets were also selling for $132.50, while another listed featured a box of Iosat 130 milligram pills costing $89.95 each. New York-based company Anbex Incorporation, which supplies the pills to retailers, is completely out of stock, and it won't have new stock until possibly next month. We hope to be back in stock in early April, but we're pushing for late March, said Troy Jones, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Anbex. And that's all I really give a fuck about. Who cares? People think that they're going to have nuclear fallout and radiation poisoning. If it comes to that, you think these dumb fucking pills are really going to save you? Nope. I mean, you can go on Infowars.com right now and buy the iodine pills. Everything is 89% off. I'm literally making no money on it right now, but it's, it's the only way. God told me last night in the vision that if I don't sell these pills... For 89% off, that I might as well just kill myself because I'm of no use. It's my duty as an American patriot to save the Republic by selling you pills at 89% off. They still cost $127.99, but it's normally $300, so I'm, I'm doing the Lord's work here. Just going in fourstores.com right now and buy it. So yeah, everything is hell and a supposed food supply breakdown is coming. Inflation is real. Stagflation and hyperinflation is supposedly coming where shit's going to cost so fucking much that it's literally going to shatter the economy and everyone's going to starve to death. What? It's so hard to fucking listen to that shit and be like, even if I half believe this, it's like I don't have the income or the money to pay for my current bills, live the lifestyle that I want in a fucking worth staying alive way meaning like what am i gonna do live just to fucking breathe i still need to have fun i still need to do what the fuck i feel like doing and then also pay my bills and then stock up for the apocalypse Uh. i can't afford that shit so you know just drop a nuke like i said literally have the target on top of my apartment and just blow it up i'll just hear a loud crack and then i'll see a flash of light and i'll wake up you know, next to Scott Hall in the seventh layer in hell. Hey, yo. That's that's where I'm at with it. You know, I'm trying a little bit, stocking up some water, some cans of tuna, and it is what it is. What else do you want me to do? It is what it is. Gas continues to surge. It's actually stopped here in Texas. It's been at three ninety nine for almost a week now. What? And I know that the increase is coming because I talked to a friend in Las Vegas today. He said they're at three, uh, three. They're at five twenty-one. California's over seven. Uh, Tucson, I think, is like four fifty or something. 
I don't know what they're doing in Texas, but it's been holding strong at 399, which is nothing to fucking celebrate, but compared to where it's probably going to go and where other places are, it's not that bad, I guess. All right, what else before I end cartoonishly early and get the hell out of here? Um, I don't even want to talk war because they're just lies on top of lies on top of lies, and I'm too stupid and impatient and not informed enough to really have a sound opinion on it. All I know is that they keep revealing that they're just lying more. Like, there's a bunch of footage that came out that was just old footage. Remember that woman scorning that soldier? Like, you should be ashamed of yourself for coming into our country and destroying it, yada, yada. It was like a three-year-old video. There was actual footage from video games, like cut scenes from like PlayStation 4 games that was being deemed war footage. Uh, that Ghost of Kiev was a flat fucking lie. I lied. Um, yeah, I just don't know what to fucking say. It's crazy. Hopefully it doesn't come to some world war situation. If I find out anything like insane that's just like, oh, this is something you need to hear about. I guess there's the Biolabs thing. I guess Tucker Carlson and whatever the fuck her name is, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, are criminals who need to be arrested, according to Whoopi Goldberg. They used to be arrested for things like this, didn't they? I mean, Jews are white people anyway, so the Holocaust was just white people killing white people, you know? I don't fucking know. I'm out of energy. That was my failed attempt at Whoopi Goldberg. She literally was implying that Tucker Carlson and Tulsi Gabbard need to be arrested because they're talking about biolabs in Ukraine, which have been pretty much confirmed. And they're saying that it's going to be dangerous if they get exploded or they get attacked because it's going to release deadly pathogens. And somehow that is a traitor level of speech. And you shouldn't be saying that. I'm confused about the whole fucking thing. How the fuck is that like pro-Russia, anti-American saying they should not explode these fucking laboratories. I don't fucking know. Like I said, I don't know enough about it. Nope. What else on here? Um, Even Trevor Noah is talking about how Putin probably would have never done this under Donald Trump. Bill Maher is saying that. I could pull up the clips. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Tomorrow when I'm doing the very quick post-production, I'll think about it then. But yeah, Trevor Noah occasionally says something. And I'm like, right? Finally, he's getting it a little bit. Oh, let's talk about this GMO mosquitoes by Satan himself, Mr. Bill Gates. All right, this had a bunch of people's panties in a bunch. Like, Bill Gates is killing everyone. Again. Oh, my God! All right. Genetically modified mosquitoes released in the U.S. to fight disease-carrying species. What? A Bill Gates-funded biotech firm has released genetically modified mosquitoes in the Florida Keys to combat insect-borne diseases like... Dengue fever and Zika virus, the biotech firm named Oxitech Technology, based in the UK in collaboration with Florida Keys Mosquito Control District, announced the placement of release boxes, non-release boxes, and netted quality control boxes in six locations, two on Cujo Key and one in Ramrod Key and three on Vaca Key. 
Throughout all releases locations, around 12,000 mosquitoes are expected to emerge every week for approximately 12 weeks. Untreated comparison sites will be monitored with mosquito traps on Key Colony Beach, Little Torch Key, and Summerlin Key, as per a statement. Here's what we need to know about the project. Octitech is a bioengineered male 80s Egypti that do not bite to control the invasive disease-spreading 80s Egypti that releases... Yada yada, whatever. Bill Gates is killing us. There. Wrapped it up with a nice little fucking ribbon on top. How about that? And I'm kidding. I don't know. It seems some seems like something could go wrong with that. You know? But who the hell knows? Conspiracy theorists are like, he's gonna kill us all. Then you look back to some of his past speech and statements about the population where he's just objectively saying that we need less people on this earth and we're gonna do it through vaccines and other programs... Who the hell knows? It's very fishy-ass shit. I could talk about President Shit Teeth, but what the fuck is there even to say? True international depression! I really don't know what to say about the guy. He sucks. He's not a leader. He's pretty much half dead at this point. Um, I don't know if he said anything outlandish in the news. He said something yesterday that I thought wasn't that big of a deal. He was talking about blackmailing people and how someone could take a photo of their naked friend in a compromised position and then it ends up out on the internet and i'm just like how's that a big deal he's saying what can potentially happen with shit like that someone takes a photo of your dick and then it ends up on you know the the cover of yahoo news what just kidding. I don't fucking know. I'm already out of energy. This is going to be the shortest podcast ever because I want to start watching basketball and move on with my fucking life. Oh, let's talk about this real fast. The uh, Asian woman that was battered and beaten by a homeless man in New York. Okay. Asian woman stomped on punched more than 125 times after assailant uses racial slur. And this is all that stop Asian hate that we've been told that is all a Nazi, white supremacist-driven-ass fucking neo-Nazi, just evil fucking white people movement. Even though all the numbers show, all the proof shows, all the fucking videos that come out are almost always black people attacking Asian people. Not saying it's only them, but how... Far removed from reality can they make this fucking movement when we see video after video where it's black people attacking Asian people, but still, for some reason, it's a Donald Trump-driven fucking racist hatred of white people towards Asians. And a lot of the time, they just leave out, conveniently, the race of the fucking assailant and the person that's causing the beatings. They'll just be like, a man. Let's see this right here. The New York... Woman started bleeding after the attack and suffered contusions and lacerations to her head and face, police say. A 67-year-old New York woman was severely injured and hospitalized Friday after being punched in the face and the head more than 125 times during a hate crime, police say. According to the Yonkers Police Department, the unidentified woman of Asian descent was returning home when she encountered the suspect in front of her building. After the man allegedly called the woman an Asian bitch. She ignored him and walked into the entrance of her building. Well, that's not really a racial slur. Right? He just said her race and then called her a bitch. Who is this bitch? The man managed to make his way into the building where surveillance video shows him begin to attack the victim. Ignoring his comment, the victim 
entered the building and was attempting to open the second door to enter the lobby when, without warning, the suspect approached from behind and punched her in the head, knocking her to the floor. He stood over her and proceeded to punch her in the head and face more than 125 times with alternating fist strikes before foot-stomping her seven times and spitting on her at least in a news release. There's a video of this, too. I haven't even watched it. I don't want to watch it. Police say as a result of the apparent hate crime, the victim suffered multiple contusions and lacerations to her head and face, facial bone fractures and bleeding on the brain. How did he not kill her? Because uh. last I checked, she was alive from what the people I heard talk about it. I'm not bragging or anything, and this is nothing that anyone should be proud of, but I'm pretty fucking sure I could kill a 67-year-old Asian woman with, with let's say, 25 to 30 punches. 125 times and she lived Uh. i mean i'm glad she lived i'm not i'm just saying that's pretty pathetic to beat this bitch 125 times and she's still in the hospital he's a fag anyway hate crimes are beyond intolerable in our city i applaud the yonkers yada yada (laughs) that's horrific like i said they still somehow push the agenda that it's white people doing this. And I'm not trying to pick sides or talk about... I'm just talking about truth versus bullshit here. They're the ones who started that narrative. They could have just said there's violence against Asian people and whoever does it's a piece of shit. No, they said it was mostly white people or a, a fucking white supremacist movement. They said it. I didn't. And they lied because most of these videos are black people doing it. Not my opinion. Nope. What can I end on so I can go watch some more March Madness and headbutt my bracket and jump through my window? Oh, yeah, let's talk about another hate crime. Our good friend Jesse Smollett is back in the news after being sentenced to 150 days in jail for lying and making one of the most fake, ridiculously dumb fucking staged hate crimes in history. Like, everyone thinks it's bullshit. It's not even things that we know. Even, you know, the furthest left of the left, you know, people that are diehard Democrats, almost every single one of them are even like, really, Jesse? Come on now. I see all kinds of memes that all kinds of black people share, and they just kind of poke fun at Jesse for just being a fucking liar and a cornball. And it's obviously just a staged event. Like, we don't even have to break down the layers of how fucking dumb it was and how he probably could have mostly gotten away with it if he wasn't a retard. So, Jesse Smollett walks out of jail after appeal court orders release served less than a week of 150-day conviction. So he only did, like, six days and got out. Following the decision earlier today by Illinois Appellate Court to cut the... Cut short the former Empire Star's 150-day sentence pending appeal. Smollett walked out of Cook County Jail at around 8 p.m. local time. Surrounded by members of his defense team, family, and other supporters, Smollett was silent as he exited the Chicago facility. Defense attorney Ninye Uchi told the assembled media that his client only drank water over the past six days and ate no food whatsoever. So they're trying to pretend like that he's like in an internment camp. And he's just in a fucking concentration camp where he's being starved to death and malnourished. He was also yelling that I'm not suicidal. 
as if he he's important enough to fucking suicide like Epstein or anything like that. No one gives a fuck about you, dude. Shut the fuck up. You caused all of this. You had a cushy life being a star on a fucking show, making more money than 99.9% of anyone, and you had to create this bullshit because you're a mentally ill maniac who needs to seek help instead of destroying your life like this. This is all on you. No one feels bad for you, not a single fucking person. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? A one-page order unceremoniously released by the Illinois Appellate Court today in a 2-1 decision granted the motion from the former Empire Actors lawyer for a stay of the sentence denied an appeal by the sentencing judge last week. The defense team sought to set Smollett free while his appeal on five-day felony convictions is pending. And I don't care anymore. Whatever. Whatever. I didn't. I said he would do 30 days, so I was wrong. I didn't think six days. Maybe he'll be back in jail. Maybe he won't. Who cares? I'm bored with it. Boring. All right, let's end on something less annoying. Um... Oh, something I didn't mention earlier. So I mentioned how Tom Brady came back. Well, some person purchased his final touchdown pass, like the the football that he threw for his final touchdown pass for $518,000. And then he announced he was returning. So I don't know what that does to the worth of that, but it's probably only worth like a fucking fraction of that. No! But this tops that. So a $1 million dollar clip art rock nft accidentally sold for less than a cent uh. shout out to sam for sending me this well he told me about it this is a different article i had to pull up nfts are one of the most controversial tech things around at the moment i don't understand them at all and i almost don't want to understand them i already have a fucking hard enough time with crypto this nft shit it's all like these long stretchy ass faced cartoons it's like oh this is worth 529 million dollars and it's just a photo of some fucking Mario 64 stretched face ass fucking cartoon. How did we get to this place? All right, anyway. And for good reason. Artificial scarcity in digital spaces seems to be all of the rage and trading JPEGs on the blockchain for stupid amounts of money is popular for some reason. But mistakes can always be made, often by user error. And that's how one NFT raider got fractions of a cent for their rock JPEG that was valued at closer to $1 million. The world of crypto can be tough one to navigate. There's heaps of currencies, weird apes, unfathomable environmental impacts, and just a lot of confusion. Many game developers have straight up called NFTs as a scam. I mean, it seems like that, but if... It equates to real money to to certain people. How much of a scam is it? The legitimacy of crypto can be sold. All right, can we get to what the fuck this person did? Reported by Vice, Dino Dealer on Twitter is one such crypto trader who recently made a simple error when listing their precious Etherock NFT. They erroneously put it up for 444 GUI instead of 444 ETH, which is the difference between getting basically nothing or around 1 million USD. Once listed for the low, low price, it was immediately purchased by a bot for a equivalent of someone whispering the word money from at least 100 kilometers away. Dino Dealer posted about the event on Twitter, pleading at the end of the snipers to show mercy. They also contacted the owner of the bot, hoping for a do-over, but have received no reply. 
Nope. Because this is all blockchain, the transaction is available for anyone to see and smile at if they choose. Given it's a very basic JPEG of a rock, it feels like the bot got about what it paid for anyway. And that's all I have to say about it. That is unfortunate for them. That's why I stay away from that NFT shit. For now, I'm sure I'll be pushed into it at some point. You know, just like everything. And that's all I have to fucking say. So until next time, kitties, stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be a bitch. And stay up.